Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gigillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. Our colleague Noel is currently on an adventure, but will be returning soon. They call me Ben. We are joined, as always, with our super producer, Paul Mission Control Deccant. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this the stuff they don't want you to know. It is one of our favorite times of the week, fellow conspiracy realists. It is time for us to hear from you and share your stories with your fellow listeners. Now, we spend a lot of time Matt and I going through uh, various social media platforms, going through various uh, other forms of correspondence. We check the voicemails, we read every email we get. And our only regret, which will be a longstanding regret, is that we can't do a single episode with everyone all at once because that <laughs> would be hundreds of thousands of uh, amazing pieces of correspondence. And honestly, Matt, I, I feel like Mission Control would kill us. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not, Paul. Please don't do that. <laughs> well, not in a traceable way. He's a very clever man. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just oh, I accidents get it. I get happen. It. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Well, you, so that's you heard it here it's, first. You you know where to look if something happens to us. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. So uh, so Matt, because we are exploring today some some pretty strange stuff, I'm wondering particularly if you feel there are some shades of car stuff in today's mm. uh, or in this week's listener mail segment, because it's uh, something you found very interesting from uh, from people who called one eight three three std wytk We were talking about this briefly off air, and uh, you said, okay, look, man, this guy might be familiar to you, uh, but mm-hmm. I have n- I have not heard this voicemail yet. 
Oh, okay, okay. You haven't heard the voicemail, but you're I'm, you're going to be aware of the topic. I know you are. This is a message that we received from someone named Fozzie. So why don't we jump right into it? Hey there, Conspiracy Bros and the three awesome super producers. Conspiracy Fozzie reporting a topic that I think you all should hopefully cover in an episode or partial episode. The man that's been called a one-man environmental disaster. Thomas Midgley Jr., the scientist who's played a major role developing leaded gasoline and some of the first chlorofluorocarbons, better known in the United States by brand name Freon. Both products were later brand banned from a common use due to harmful impact on human health and the environment. He was granted a more than 100 patents over the course of his career, and he's been called a one-man environmental disaster that was uh, all taken from the Wikipedia. I find the fact that he's created two of the most dangerous environmental hazards of our lifetimes fascinating. These are problems that the world is still recovering from, and, you know, like, ghosts are going to haunt us for quite a while. Um Thank you, and uh, you are uh, you have permission to use my name, and uh, I want to thank you all. I've been a fan of your show for a year and a half, and I've been listening to you guys as I work, and it's been helping pass the time. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Oh boy, conspiracy Fozzy coming in with something that I didn't know about. Uh, but Ben, I, I I heard your reaction. Well, what what's your what is your initial reaction to that message from Fozzie? Other than loudly exclaiming, "Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah!" This is this is funny because Matt Fozzie, fellow conspiracy realist, before the end or eternal pause of car stuff, this was on my list as uh, an episode for that show, and you know this, Matt. Um, we are. Big, big fans of our good friend, friend of the show, uh, recurring guest, Scott Benjamin himself. Uh, Scott has always had a deep and abiding interest in two things, cars and crime. (laughs) Those are like his two things. And I, um, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, I think you and I both hold Scott in such a high esteem. Uh, he's an awesome dude. Yeah. I don't say it lightly. I mean, that's why illegal street racing is the most exciting thing you could ever talk about with Scott Benjamin. <laughs> illegal street <laughs> racing because it's both cars and crime. Uh, and modding the vehicles, just, oh, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Mind-boggling. And we also did, uh, there, there's a lot of true crime in the car stuff catalog, which is pretty deep. Uh, one I always love to recommend is the saga of the Dale car. If you like conspiratorial stuff, I would also recommend checking out the story of Tucker and what happened to the Tucker Automobile Company. This is one that we did not uh, as far as I can recall, have an episode on, but I, I had done a lot of digging on it. And the way that I got to it, Matt and, and Fozzie, is that I was going through this phase. You probably remember a number of years ago, man, where I, um, I started getting irritated by what I saw as unnecessary signs just all all around people's everyday life, like drug-free school zone implies that there is... Somewhere at some school, a zone that is for drugs uh, or, you, you know, in particular, the idea of uh, unleaded gasoline, right? Gasoline, the, the vast majority will not have lead. There are some old engines that need lead additives, right? But in this country, pretty much any gas pump you go to is going to say unleaded gasoline. And at this point, they might as well say something like there is no kryptonite in this gasoline. Just just to be clear, <laughs> in case you were wondering. Uh, <laughs> well, let's yes, let's get into that. Let's let's jump fully into this. OK, okay. so we're talking about a scientist, a very intelligent engineer and, and inventor. We're talking about Thomas Midgley, that is M-I-D-G-L-E-Y, Jr. 
Very important because there is a senior who was also an inventor, I believe, and an engineer. <laughs> but this is the junior. And this person is born in the 1800s. I think it was 1889 and went to Cornell University and got a degree in engineering and started working for some of the big names in automobiles in the early 1900s. And there was a problem with vehicles around that time. And Ben, I know, I know you got some on this. The problem with these vehicles, because of these internal combustion engines that they had where there are all these little explosions occurring, moving the pistons up and down, vehicles often had this knocking that would occur. The engine itself would kind of knock around. Um, it was clunky. It's like an old clunker, you might say. And everybody had to deal with it. And, and the automobile industry was looking for a solution. And old Tommy Midgley Jr. came along and said, well, I'm going to try a bunch of things, including putting iodine into the fuel mixture, putting other chemicals, like basically going down the periodic table. Like, what if we add this one or that one? And uh, he found a solution. And it was lead. That is why there is now unleaded, un, what did you say, unadamantian Gasoline. <laughs> right. Non kryptonite, no adamantium. That is big oil's promise to you. Uh, yeah, you nailed it, Matt. You nailed it. Engine knocking was a, a crazy and a, a real thing. At this point, I think in time, uh, Midgley Jr. started working for GM around early 1900s, called 1916, I think. Uh, he, he was trying to figure out what the solution was. He knew the problem was due to the way that gasoline burns, right, in the cylinders of your uh, garden variety internal combustion engine. But he wasn't he wasn't sure how to like punch it up to to get get it to be a little bit less knocky to to be a bit less of a clunker, as you <laughs> said, and. As you pointed out, as Fozzie points out, this guy found what he thought was a solution, which was leaded gasoline. And GM was going in the gas game at that time with a proprietary additive. It wasn't just straight mm -hmm. up lead, right? It was something called ethyl lead compound. Well, yeah, because they could... They could patent that, right? They could trademark <laughs> that. Then they can sell it because, you know, lead itself, it's not just uh, lead from GM. You know, it's not something you could sell and make a, a huge profit on. But if you patent it, you put it into a thing that goes into your gas tank. Now there's some money for you. And, you know, GM is all corporations, profit driven. So they figured out how to do that. Uh, <laughs> well, and, and I guess we can... I mean, just for the case of this conversation, we can just say what happened to the lead. We took it out. We put some, we humans and smart engineers like Midgley put other things in there. Uh, it is now ethanol, correct? So you'll see at the gas pump, largely, at least within the United States, I know for sure, a certain percentage of ethanol will be in that gasoline you're adding to your vehicle. And it's serving the same purpose. Yeah, you you might have seen it called flex fuel before. Uh, the story of ethanol itself is the story of another, I guess we could call it a conspiracy, the story of, of big corn, right? Uh, and aka the reason corn syrup is in so many things that Americans consume, uh, you know, you, you got so much corn, you got to find a way to do something with it, right? The profits must expand. We're going to pause for a word from our sponsors. We'll be right back. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. 
$25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you solve the world's biggest mysteries or take on alien life. At least not the ones you're thinking of. But they can help take care of pesky invaders in your home. Like the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, and the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. Their expertly trained technicians may not know true crime, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. And we're back. The thing about Midgley for our purposes here is this. Uh, it's not as if he were just a brilliant mind, unaware of the consequences. Uh, this mm-hmm. guy was operating in a world where the dangers of lead exposure were already very well known. Uh, You might not have maybe thought of it if you were someone just popping around your Model T or whatever, but if you were a chemist, it is, I'll say it, it's not even virtually certain. It's absolutely certain you would know this stuff was poisonous. And Matt, from my understanding, Midgley, Jr. kind of had a rep for working with known poisonous substances. Oh yeah, oh he certainly had a, he had a penchant for it. Mm-hmm. And he himself got lead poisoning due to his work with lead. Uh this it's true. Uh he knew that seven people died uh, from lead poisoning when they were creating the substances, you know, <laughs> uh while his work on on fuel additives. Uh, it was it was a known thing. He took a I think it's described in one of these articles, I think from famousscientists.org. dot uh, org. There are several amazing articles. If you look up Midgley, it talks about how he took a, quote, long vacation while suffering from the effects of lead poisoning. Um, <laughs> but lead isn't the only thing, as was stated by Fozzie, that Midgley had a hand in when it comes to, you know, lead in our environment. Oh, there's this other thing. CFCs, uh, also known as chlorofluorocarbons. Uh, He also (laughs) invented a little thing that we call Freon. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, automobile related. In this case, helps your vehicle's interior 
and other parts stay cold, which is a much appreciated thing in the summers, especially here in Atlanta. Uh, the, having a cool car, I mean, not necessarily the CFCs, but uh, <laughs> theoretically an amazing invention that helped everyone until it was in the environment for long enough that we realized, oh, this is bad. Right. Yeah. And this has also led to, not wordplay here, it, it has uh, led to the death of many dogs, right? It's led to the death of children. Uh, it's led to a lot of, I would say, unintended long-term consequences. Midgley, by the way. Well, do you remember that thing called the ozone layer? Remember that thing? We used to oh, hear about yeah. it as kids. Yeah, back in the day, back in the day. We should we should check on the ozone layer, don't you think? Let's just let's see how how it's doing. It's kind of like looking up somebody on Facebook at this point. Uh, ozone depletion. It's a real thing. Uh the let's talk about the chlorofluorocarbons though. I think that's where we're going with this, right? Yeah, it is been proven it's in the decades since CFCs were a thing and Freon was invented that well, they were they were used so much by humans, much like lead gasoline. It was just the new thing. These are the new things that work. We're going to use them. So everybody picked it up. Well, CFCs tend to do this little thing like creating massive holes in the ozone layer, which is one of our best ways to protect ourselves, you know, all life on planet Earth from radiation from the sun. It's no bueno. <laughs> and it, this this is a thing that tends to occur, and we keep seeing history repeat itself, where a brand new, large, usually chemical invention, uh, or, you know, something that is patentable, patentable, something that can go out there in a free market, and it ends up just causing major detrimental effects on the environment largely, which then affects humans. Agreed, man. And the the issue goes back to what's called the tragedy of the commons. If you can make short-term uh, microeconomic gains for something, then why should you be on the hook for the macro-level problems posed by this, right? That's, it's, it's a conversation that goes back to the industrial era and the shadow or the specter of the consequences of large-scale fossil fuel use, uh, we know that these problems are fixable, but they require a kind of coordination that the human species simply has no precedent for being capable of. I, I want to point out, Matt, there's this fascinating article by Susan Fortain on interesting engineering, Thomas mm -hmm. Midley Jr., the man who harmed the world the most, right? I think that goes to yeah. what, what you were talking about here. Uh, in this article, there's a quote from Thomas Midgley when he is talking to a fellow named Charles Kettering in 1923. This is after he's recovering from lead poisoning, and you you heard about this part, right? Like he uh, he wanted to demonstrate that gas with lead in it was safe by huffing it. This is a true story. He huffed yeah. it for yeah. sixty seconds, yeah. and he's so he's laid up recovering. And he says on this phone call, "Quote: Can you imagine how much money we're going to make with this? We're going to make two hundred million dollars, maybe even more." I am kind of free taking some artistic license with the accent. Well, of course. No, I, I yeah, I, I saw that and I was like, there's no way he said that because it just seems so uh, evil scientist kind of thing. But no, it's not. It's not evil scientist. It's it's a very straightforward capitalist. Uh, so he that's not the only experiment he did with one of his own inventions, by the way. He also, after inventing Freon, at this convention in 1930, I think it was, two years after he invented this stuff, he uh, inhaled a whole bunch of Freon, and there was a lit candle, and he blew out all the Freon to blow out the candle. 
just to show everybody that he's fine after inhaling the Freon and the candle went out. It did not burst into flames. So the substance is not flammable. So we're all good. Um, and, and I guess we thought we were right. These it, CFC is a little different because it seems like it wasn't as much of a known thing. Mm-hmm. At the time, but correct me if I'm wrong in saying that anybody listening who knows more about this, because this is just us dipping our toes into this uh, gentleman and his inventions. He really was a pioneer, you know. Oh, it yeah. Se- I, it CF yeah. seemed fine at the time, right? So I know. I, know. I can't. I can't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but you're absolutely right. You know, interesting thing about this guy, uh, he did die as a result of his inventions, but maybe yeah. not, maybe not the way some people are thinking. And later in his life, just before he passed, he was suffering from polio and he could not move very well. So he invented this series of pulleys and uh, things that are attached to his body that he could move. And I guess you would say ambulate himself. And apparently he was discovered strangled via the mechanism itself like stuff got wrapped around his neck in a bad way and he passed Mm -hmm. and and experts were certain this was an accidental death uh but i I think they were (laughs) i think it's an interesting note it's also for as you all know uh matt and i are pretty big fans of the bibliographies on Wikipedia and also the obscure weird articles. So Fozzie, as you were mentioning, you cited a Wikipedia article on Midgley Jr. Uh, I hope that you, if you haven't checked it out, check out another wiki uh, link that is, I believe in the, in the bio on Midgley, it's quote list of inventors killed by their own inventions and uh oh. it's yeah it's a real thing and it's it's uh yeah it's exactly as sad and poetic as as you might you might assume from initially hearing that but so matt what did this like when you heard about this when you know it's very difficult to trace the origin of many inventions, many innovations, right? Uh, Because people are often standing on the shoulder of giants. There's a lot of parallel thinking. Uh, There are a lot of incremental improvements made to something. Uh, It's pretty rare, honestly, to find a single person who did a single thing. And yes, Midgley Midgley made Freon. So what stands out to you about this story? Do you think there's anything we can apply to the present day? Uh, Like, why did this call to you? Oh, it really calls to me just thinking about how, especially in lead additives to gasoline, how much the scientific community that is working, that section of the scientific community that is working for a private corporation, because, you know, he's not the only scientist and engineer who's working for GM. He's a part of a large group who are doing that. How all of those people will decide, you know, I'm employed. I have my own personal life and and everything. I see a solution here, a possible solution. I understand as a scientist and, you know, having an understanding of chemistry and how certain substances interact with the body and the environment, that this is going to be damaging uh, to both humans and other animals and the environment, but it's going to help me in my career. It's going to help the company find success and profits. So I'm going to choose to do this. Um, I think that choice is happening all the time across the world right now. Maybe even somebody who's listening to this is grappling with a problem where there's a potential solution that, you know, ticks all the boxes, including the one where it's harmful to humans and the environment. And I'm just hoping somebody listening to this will contemplate a little bit further before they, you know, announce their findings. Uh, because rest assured, what, what, no matter what you think as the individual or the team that's discovered something like that, the corporation will probably, just because it has its own wants and needs, will want to move forward with that thing, no matter how dangerous. Oh, sure. 
Absolutely. I, I think that is a salient point, and I 100% agree with everything that you mentioned. And if you are a fellow conspiracy realist listening to this now and uh, your corporate overlords have told you that the percentage of, I don't know, like puffins or marine animals that might be lost is acceptable for Q2, <laughs> I don't know if you should listen to them. The puffin Gallows. loss is acceptable, sir. <laughs> That's so messed up. We'll, re- we'll right. revisit in autumn, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Fozzie, for for sending that message to us. And hopefully we can work this in later. I kind of want to do a whole episode on those inventors that killed themselves with their inventions. That's oof, pretty interesting. All right. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you solve the world's biggest mysteries or take on alien life. At least not the ones you're thinking of. But they can help take care of pesky invaders in your home. Like the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, and the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. Their expertly trained technicians may not know true crime, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. And we have returned with uh, with a response to our earlier conversation about the looming overturn of Roe versus Wade, which for any non-U.S. listeners, if you're not aware, Roe versus Wade is the Supreme Court ruling that allows uh, allows people who can give birth uh, autonomy over their own bodies in that regard. That's probably the best way to put it. And we were, I think, um, Matt, I think both of us were immensely grateful for 
all the insightful comments we received, all the correspondence. A lot of our fellow listeners wrote in from the field of medicine. We had uh, philosophers writing in, professors. We had people writing in with their own experiences. And in some cases, uh, many of these people had requested uh, anonymity, right, which we do our best to provide. And from those, uh, we arrived at a conversation with our fellow conspiracy realist, Will. Will has given us permission to use their name and sent us the following email. We'd like to share it with you and then, and then discuss a little bit more about the un, maybe just like lead poisoning, the, <laughs> the long-term consequences of, uh, of legislation. Will says, greetings. I recently listened to your strange news segment about the leaked Supreme Court decision on overturning Roe v. Wade and about the potential appeal of Obergfell versus Hodges, which would overturn gay marriage. Will says, as a gay man that has been married for the last seven years and together for a total of 22 years, this makes me feel very scared and very alone since I have no one in the court that truly represents my voice. Since this Supreme Court case kind of went under the radar, at least for me, it's a very sneaky way to attack human rights. It is almost, and Will says cue conspiracy noise slash music here, if January 6th was a red herring, yeah, there we go, and this was the true coup, or could it be since they couldn't take away one right on that day, i.e. election, that the far right is slowly stripping away the rights of those who have been traditionally seen as opposing them? For whatever reason. But beside the conspiracy theory, another aspect that is troubling are these things called trigger laws from various states. 13 states have laws that will automatically ban abortion upon the official ruling of the Supreme Court. Now, Matt, this is a, is a little bit of a longer letter. I suggest that we double dragon this thing. You want to hop on the latter half? Jumping in here, a few states already have these laws in place that would overturn gay marriage as well, Mississippi being one and Texas laying the groundwork as well. Like I said, I'm afraid of the future for myself and my partner, but what is scarier is these trigger laws, which have a double meaning. One action causing another action, but also because they can literally kill human rights and even humans. I had never heard of them until recently, and I would love a deeper dive into them. Are they legal? I.e., how can you pass an anti-law law and have it in writing? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Uh, what are some landmark laws that we did not know were trigger laws? What can the average schmo like me do to help get them overturned or invalidated? These are good questions, Will. And clearly, you know, to be transparent, clearly uh, Will you do not subscribe to the political ideology of what would be called the right in in the U.S. Uh, and the thing about this is that you don't have to subscribe to any consistent or defined political ideology to understand that trigger laws are an issue, and they will be an issue for quite some time. A trigger law is kind of, um, you know, like if you're ever on a road trip, you call dibs, right, <laughs> on a seat, you know, it's like, ah, oh, shotgun. Uh, trigger law is kind of calling dibs on something. You're, you're preparing for a, another event to take place, at which point, kind of like Russia's dead hand system, you will have an automated process or as automated as possible to ensure that what you want to pass comes to pass. In the U.S. right now, um, specifically with the case of Roe v. Wade, there are 13 states that have these so-called trigger laws specifically pertaining to abortion and pertaining to uh making abortion illegal, to banning it. And the idea is that as soon as the ring wraiths of the Supreme Court say, ha ha, JK, 
abortion's illegal after all, then those 13 states will be able to immediately say uh, LMAO, LOL, for real though, it's illegal. And like the, because importantly, not to get too into the legalistic weeds, but importantly, the way that the draft opinion is written, if it, if it does come to pass, makes the matter of people's bodily autonomy a state's rights issue. So it would be up to uh, the 50 states to go their own way. Hashtag no Fleetwood Mac. And the mm-hmm. idea... <laughs> I know, I know. But the... Sorry. The, <laughs> I, 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 you know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry to everyone. But the idea here is older than I think a lot of people may assume because there used to be 14 states, or there would have been 14 states with trigger law specifically about this issue, one of them being Illinois. Their law in this regard was enacted in 1975. And then fast forward several decades, it was repealed in 2017. So trigger laws themselves are a thing that can exist in any number of circumstances. Uh, It would not be surprising, for example, to see this tactic used in something like marijuana legalization, or excuse me, cannabis legalization. Then you could just say, okay, if the federal law, like we won't pass our own legalization uh, policy, says, what's a random state? Arkansas. Okay, Arkansas. Perfect, perfect. (laughs) You are correct, sir. That is the correct random state (laughs) we were looking for. So Arkansas maybe doesn't doesn't want to straight up say, hey, we're going to make marijuana legal within the state limits of Arkansas, but we're going to have it locked and loaded to be legal as soon as the federal government says, it's up to you all. Do as thou wilt. Mm Uh. So what I'm saying is trigger laws are an anticipatory thing. They're not inherently sinister. But in this case, in this case, they are definitely uh, attempting to remove uh, autonomy from people who can give birth. Yeah. And in states like Arkansas, I just happen to have something open about the Arkansas trigger law that's in on the books right now, actually. Um it is the situations where many of these trigger laws ban abortion or are prepared to ban abortion completely, no matter the circumstances whatsoever. Those are specifically the ones that worry me the most because it removes all nuance from the possible situations that humans find themselves in. Uh, sorry, that I don't want to soapbox. I just that feels so dangerous to me. To where yeah. it, it is a yes, it is a yes or no situation. It is illegal no matter what. Right. Yeah. Well said. It is a broad brush, right? At, and that is a diplomatic way of putting it. And 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 to be clear, you know, will everybody listening? A trigger law is it's slang. It's like the street name for this kind of tactic. You're you're pat you're making a law that is currently unenforceable, but can be enforceable if just a few things change. Again, it doesn't have to be sinister. You could lock and load any number of unenforceable laws and then just wait. And there's no statute of limitations unless that's baked in the original language. This is, of course, a a hot button issue for many, many people. Uh, and again, we can't emphasize this enough. They are used for specific political ends, but the tactic, the strategy behind it is a political. It is something that can work. And that's, that's the reason these things will be deployed. Now, will this sort of stuff happen? Uh, to, to answer that question, You'd need a a little bit of a magic eight ball or a crystal ball or whatever your methods of uh, scrying may be. But we can say that we can say that the Supreme Court and the process of making laws is itself 
not as set in stone as it may appear, nor as it may be reported. For example, for a non, uh, non-abortion or non-bodily autonomy kind of legislation, legislative move, you can look to Tennessee. Tennessee has recently made camping on public land a felony. And Matt, you and I talked about this a little bit off air, I think, a while back earlier. Was it yesterday? Might have been yesterday. I, man, I think it was yesterday. <laughs> I don't know. Well, uh, yeah, the topic was, you know, what what constitutes public land in perhaps a city space or in a more populated town-like area? What what constitutes public space and what constitutes camping? Hmm. <laughs> what could they be trying to control? Right, right. People who for one reason or another, one cavalcade of circumstance or another, do not have a permanent address or living space. You'll hear them called the homeless. You will hear them called the unhoused, things of that nature. The conspiratorial bent here is that Tennessee has, the Tennessee legislature, I should say, has made this a felony because it will remove in that state the right of those people to vote. That might seem a little bit like a game of mousetrap, might seem a little bit Rube Goldberg-esque, but more importantly for our purposes, you need to know that this would be unconstitutional according to established earlier established case law by the Supreme Court. Specifically, back in 2019, the SCOTUS, Supreme Court of the U.S., backed up a lower court ruling in California that said, hey, if you're homeless, you can sleep on sidewalks, public trails, public parks, if there's not other available alternative forms of shelter. And this comes from the uh, Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in San Francisco. It's known as the Martin v. Boise decision. And the idea here is that Tennessee legislature, knowing there have been some changes to the composition of the Supreme Court, can now make this law, which gives the SCOTUS the ability to review this law and to say, "Mm, I don't think so, (laughs) essentially, which it's a clever move. Um, Will it work? Just like Objectively, ideology aside, any regardless of our feelings on felony convictions or public camping or socioeconomic strata, Matt, do you think it will work? No, because it'll all just become private camping. They'll just be camping on private property and then they'll have to deal with it, all you private property owners. Ha ha. No, I, I don't know. It doesn't feel... I. It's an odd situation to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I am skeptical that it will function in the way they want it to. Yeah, yeah. The, unfortunately, that Fantasia example of uh, Mickey Mouse as the Sorcerer's Apprentice tells us all we need to know about unintended consequences. Again, importantly, there are trigger laws for other things. There are other ways to push for a new decision in the highest court in the land. Uh, I I don't know how many people remember this, but back in the day when the Affordable Care Act, sometimes called Obamacare, was passed, uh, lawmakers in certain states also made trigger laws uh, in anticipation slash hope that SCOTUS would knock down that plan. Uh, There was even, I heard heard tell, as they would say in Tennessee, uh, that there was a trigger law about a national speed limit in the early 1990s. Uh, And it said that uh, it was in Texas. And it said that once there was a repeal of a national... Boy, who... Sorry, sorry. sorry. (laughs) Once, yes, there was this boy. Yeah, once there was this law that (laughs) said... There needs to be a national mandatory speed limit. And Texas said, 
you know, as soon as that gets repealed, we will automate overnight the lifting of speed limits and we will literally send out the transportation department to go and change all those signs across Texas, which is a huge place. You know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. So trigger laws are a real thing. Could you call them conspiratorial? Yeah, I would argue you could. Uh, how I think maybe one of the most important questions Will is asking here, uh, Matt, is how do you make your voice known if you are in opposition to uh, to some sort of trigger law? Uh, the best way, of course, is not necessarily convenient. It is to directly message your representatives at state and federal levels and to maybe spread the word, uh, engage in activism, things of that nature. Uh, you could, if you wish, you can write a letter to the Supreme Court. Uh, I doubt they will read it. I'm just being honest. No, I agree with you, Ben. I think the best action is what you what you said. Interact with your state legislature. You can do that. If you think about the Capitol building and Congress and the House of Representatives and the Senate and all that, uh, that's kind of a big pond, right? But your state legislature, you're going to find, I have a feeling, that it's way easier to get into contact with somebody if you want to. Yeah, that part is true. Uh, you may receive a form letter response or something like that. But if you continue if you continue making your voice heard, that is, in theory, how the system is supposed to work. And I, I know the idea. I, I think we both know the idea. Uh, maybe the idea of trigger laws may itself sound triggering to some people, right? And uh, the argument may be for some supporters of these laws, simply put, they may just say, hey, Ours, my representatives already know my opinion, my stance on this. And so all they're doing is representing me in this regard. Uh, but again, I would, I would warn against the dangers of a broad brush. Laws should not be passed automatically. That is a, a very lazy thing to do, even if it seems proactive, because as you pointed out beautifully, Matt, there needs to be deep analysis. Words have power. Language has power, right? And they have real world consequences. Will, you are not far off in saying that uh, certain laws can endanger human rights for sure. And down the line, they can endanger human lives, uh, very much so. And I would love to hear examples from our fellow conspiracy realists of your experience with maybe laws that are written too broadly, uh, laws that are, are called trigger laws. Because again, it's the conversation in media now is entirely orbiting the concept of trigger laws in response to abortion. But trigger laws go deeper than that. We would love to hear your thoughts. Oh, we would. And reiterating one last time, your legislators want to hear your thoughts, too, because they exist on votes and mostly campaign money. But votes, too. Votes as well. Uh, <laughs> there's a quote from a Guardian article where Governor, I think, he's, is it Asa, Asa Hutchinson? I know it's ASA. I don't know how to say it. Asa Hutchinson, governor of Arkansas, is quoted in this article from The Guardian, and he states, uh, He's reacting to some circumstances where rape and incest may be a thing that occurs and causes a young girl to be forced to give birth. And he says, these are heartbreaking circumstances. When we, when we passed these trigger laws, we were trying to reduce abortions. But whenever you see that, you know, real life circumstances like that, the debate is going to continue. And here it is. The will of the people may or may not change. That's the important part. The will of the people may or may not change. So if you can just show that the will of the people is different, then those legislatures will hopefully fall in line if they know what's good for their votes. 
Mm-hmm. And if you can also uh, engage in lobbying while while you do that, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, your mileage may vary, but uh, you'll you may be surprised how many doors open once the hinges are greased with some cash. So uh, we hope that you can tell that Matt. Matt and myself, uh, we are both at, we're both alternating between optimism in terms of speaking your voice as a voter in the U.S. and, uh, you know, on the, on the other side, the nadir of the whole thing, the deep abiding cynicism of how, how laws actually get made. Uh, but again, we want to hear your thoughts. We cannot wait for you to be part of this conversation. Uh, we also would love to hear your input on other inventors who, whether via accident or via insidious design, uh, became very dangerous people. Uh, we try to be easy to find online, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all the hits, all the good ones. Uh, you can also enter our sweepstakes. If you want a copy of our upcoming book early, it comes with a poster that Matt Knoll and yours truly, uh, have signed and, uh, some awesome art for the book as well. But you might say, mm, guys, I'm not really a social media person these days. Twitter is a bloodbath and so on. We get it. Out of any other show you listen to, we, we definitely get the dangers of social media. But say you have a story that you need to tell us and you need to, more importantly, tell your fellow listeners we're just a phone call away. That's right. We are one eight three three S T D W Y T K. When you call in, give yourself a cool nickname. You've got three minutes. Say whatever you'd like. And at some point in there, let us know if we can use your voice and message on one of these listener mail episodes. Hugely appreciated. Uh, quick shout outs, Ben. Cleopatra, Sade, K, Jeff, Mick, Seven, Fate, Bright Warrior, Paul Alex, John, uh, Anonymous, whoever you are, another Anonymous, Jack, all of y'all have been calling in. There's so many, and I am behind, I'm sorry to say, but moving forward. So if you called in recently, we will be listening to you very soon. And if you don't quite jibe with that, if you don't want to call on the phone and you dialed back sipping those social meads, never fear. There is another way you can always contact us. We read every email we get. Don't be surprised if I write back to you or Matt writes back to you because sometimes the abyss stares back. All you have to do is send us a good old-fashioned email where we are. Conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals. Your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.